Greetings in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who died for our sins and rose for our justification. We encourage you to be alert as the world continues its descent into chaos. Please repent and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior if you do not see yourself as a true follower of Christ after hearing this podcast. We have titled this podcast From Bondage to Salvation. Are you aware that there are two kingdoms in this world? Just two. The kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of darkness. So you ask, where does the world belong? The world belongs to the kingdom of darkness. I did not say so. God's word said so. 1 John chapter 5 verse 19. We know that we are children of God. And that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. That means everyone on this earth, with the exception of those who have been washed by the blood of the Lamb of God, is a citizen of the world, a world that is under the control of Satan, the king of the kingdom of darkness. That means all the citizens of the world are in bondage. They are being held captive by Satan. All, I said, with the exception of the citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Who are those citizens of the kingdom of heaven? Those who have been washed by the blood of the Lamb of God are the only ones who are citizens of the kingdom of God. Because God has delivered them from bondage and control of Satan when they confess that Jesus is Lord and believed in their heart that God had raised him from the dead. Again, I have the scripture to tell to support what I have just said. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. This is taken from Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. New Living Translation. So you are now wondering how do you become a citizen of the kingdom of God or a heavenly citizen? So we start with point one and that's the start. You will repent of your sins And you have to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And you'll be saved. This is taken from Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Immediately you make that both confession. Acknowledging that Christ died for your sins. 
two things happen simultaneously. Number one, God delivers you from Satan's control and from the kingdom of darkness. Then the Holy Spirit recreates a new spirit from the previously dead one. This renewed spirit is now alive to the things of God. And it's at that moment you say and know that you are born again. As heaven rejoices, darkness wells. Because darkness has lost one of their citizens. Heaven rejoices because it has gained a citizen. But it does not end there. Immediately you have been rescued by the Lord Jesus Christ from the pits of darkness. Satan begins to plot how to ensnare you and bring you back into his bondage almost immediately. He will use family and friends to dissuade you at first. Where that fails. And you begin to attend the church or go to a fellowship. He will use false brethren in that church or ministry to mislead you through feeding you false doctrines. However, Satan will not bother you if you choose to attend a counterfeit church because some after being born again go to places where they die again. Which one is a counterfeit church? Any church that does not follow the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ is a counterfeit church. Counterfeit churches belong to the kingdom of darkness, even if they present themselves as presenting the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But if really you are going to a church where the Holy Spirit is active, be prepared for shunning by family and friends and spiritual attacks. Praise the Lord. So the question then will be, somebody says, I'm a Christian. Another one says, oh no, I'm a born again Christian. <laughs> Another one says, I'm a follower of Christ. How do you know which is which? Isn't a true follower of Christ a Christian? Of course, a true follower of Christ is a Christian. He's also born again. But he's also following after the steps of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's look at the, what the world says. Estimates put the number of Christians in the world at about 2.2 billion. You know, those who say they're Christians. We're not quarreling with that number. Good. But out of this number, more than 600 million Christians belong to the so-called Pentecostal charismatic movement. So the question now comes, how many of the about 2.2 billion who identify as Christians are really born again according to John chapter 3, 3 and are really followers of Christ? Second, how many of the more than 600 million Pentecostal charismatics are born again? We are born again is as defined by John chapter 3, verse 3. You have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior in John chapter 1, verse 12. Using God's word, we can say that 
not all who identify themselves as Christians are followers of Christ. And not all who claim to be born again are followers of Christ. We see in God's word in Romans chapter 9 verse 6 says, Where then has God failed to fulfill his promise to Israel? No. For not all who are born into the nation of Israel are truly members of God's people. I repeat Romans chapter 9 verse 6. Where then has God failed to fulfill his promise to Israel? No, for not all who are born into the nation of Israel are truly members of God's people. I want you to substitute the following. Or let me make a substitution for you. I'm going to reread this verse with a substitution. Where then has God failed to fulfill his promise to his church? No, for not all who are born into the church are truly members of God's church. So you can say, I can say I'm born again. I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Christ. It doesn't, it's not what we say. Because God's word is telling us that if many who were Israelites were really not Israelites, it also means that not many, that many who say they are Christian, born again, follower of Christ, are not members of the kingdom of God. They are not heavenly citizens. Praise the Lord. So we are now going to now say who are the true followers of Christ and therefore who are really the heavenly citizens. Hear me and follow carefully. Praise God. I will say the heavenly citizens have the following characteristics. Number one, true followers of Christ have surrendered their will to God. I repeat, true followers of Christ have surrendered their will to God. True followers of Christ understand that they must obey their Lord and Savior in all matters. And that for them to walk the walk, they must surrender their will to God, just as he Christ did while on earth. If we have to follow after Christ, we must do as he did. Christ surrendered his will to his Father while on earth. Therefore, we must also surrender our will to God so long as we are in this flesh. And I have the biblical justification for that. John chapter 5 verse 30, New Living Translation. Christ said, I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. That's the first characteristic of a heavenly citizen. Not whether you say you're a Christian, you are born again, you're a follower of Christ. No. We're talking about heavenly citizens. Number two. Heavenly citizens understand that the new life belongs to their Lord. The new life belongs to their Lord and Savior. Many of us, after confessing Jesus is Lord, 
erroneously believe that they don't have to make drastic lifestyle changes. They fail to understand that the new life has been purchased with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and that that life now belongs to God. Therefore, they can no longer live as they like if truly we have believed. Hear this scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15, New Living Translation. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. You've just listened to the first part of this message series. To continue listening, download the next episode. God bless you.